0: You are listening to Episode 50 of Freelancer to CEO. desire. Let's dive on into the show. Hey there, welcome back to Freelancer to CEO podcast. I'm so excited that you're here today and I cannot wait to dive into the topic because it's something that I think all business owners, all freelancers, all service-based business owners really need and if you're not doing this, it could be costing you time and your sanity. And I hope that after this episode, after I run through all these things, that you will be ready to implement it and ready to walk away with something tangible because I'm going to offer you a freebie at the end. So stay till the end so that you do not miss that. But before we dive into today's topic, I do want to let you in on a little insider behind the scenes of something that I'm working on, something that you are going to benefit from as a freelancer who is ready to step into that. CEO role I am working on a program that will benefit specifically freelancers who are ready to simplify, who are ready to do less, who are ready to ditch overwhelm and not work hashtag all the hours. If you are ready to get in, get first access really to the news of when this new program launches, I'm not going to give too much away of what it's going to entail because that's still in the process. But I just want to let you know that this is going to be epic. This is going to be something that's going to benefit you and your business. And the best part about this program that I will be bringing to the market very shortly is that it will be affordable. And that's a huge part of why I wanted to bring this to the market. I wanted to bring something to you that would benefit your business, that would help you move from freelancer, from just freelancer, from spinning your wheels, from feeling overwhelmed, from feeling not sure and spending all this time trying to, find the right things and piecemeal things together, I wanted to put a program together for you that will really walk you through that transformation of freelancer to CEO, of being the CEO of your business and taking the reins, but also would not cost you an arm and a leg because I know what it's like to really take that next step and invest in yourself and it's hard when that price point is high. So I want to bring something to you that's not only value-packed and really is going to make a difference in your business, but also is not going to be something that you have to sell your left arm for. So if you wanna get in on the inside scoop, if you wanna be the first to know when this program is ready to launch and is ready to have you maybe see if this is a good fit for you, then you need to join the waitlist for the Freelancer to CEO Academy. And it's going to be super simple. All you need to do is go to aubreymalek.com slash waitlist and just type in your name and email and you will get on my special email segment where any news about the Freelancer to CEO Academy that comes out, you're going to be the first to know about it. So, All you need to do, go to aubreymalek.com slash waitlist. I'll link it in the show notes as well so that you can find it there. Just go in, sign up, get on the waitlist so that you are the first to know that you do not miss out on anything. This is going to be pretty epic and it's going to be a game changer for a lot of freelancers who are really ready to step into that next role. Okay, enough about that. Let's go ahead and dive on into the content. That's why you're here and I want to give you the good stuff. So we are going to be talking about something that you can do to really cut your time in your business that you spend on those admin things, those things that are not super fun for you to do, how you can cut a lot of that time in half, how you can avoid having to do all these tiny little admin tasks. And it really starts right at the beginning of a client relationship. When you bring a new client on, you should be sending a welcome packet to your clients so that you can set the expectation and the boundaries of what the client relationship is going to look like and so also that your client knows what to expect going forward so i'm going to walk through i think some key pieces that your welcome packet should have in there so that you know what to include and then again like i said there'll be something free for you at the end so stay tuned until then okay in your welcome packet. It doesn't need to be super lengthy. It doesn't need to be this 10 page document. It doesn't need to be super fancy, but I do think that there are some key components that your welcome packet needs to have so that you can set the client relationship up for success right from the beginning. You can send this in a welcome email. This is a great way to kind of after your client has Onboarded and they've signed the contract, signed the invoice, paid the invoice, this is that next email that they can get saying, welcome, I'm so excited to dive on in to you and to this project. I've created a welcome packet for you to look over so that we can get an idea of what the project's going to look like, what the relationship will look like, and any questions that you might have. So that's a great way to start this is through that email and then you can link directly to this packet that will pretty much be the same for all of your clients. You might just need to tweak a few things here and there and I'll talk through what those things might look like and then also how this packet can evolve as you work through different client relationships. So the first thing is just that welcome piece, that personality piece. Hi, my name is so-and-so, and here's just a little bit about me. You can share some fun facts about you, some things that you like, just so they can get to know you more on a personal level, not just like the business level. They can kind of get to know who you are, if you're a mom, you know, what you like to do in your free time. It's just, it doesn't need to be long. It doesn't need to be whole page. Just a quick little blurb about you and just welcoming them and how excited you are to start this relationship with them. So that's your first piece your second piece that I think you should have is an overview of the services so again you've sent the proposal you've sent the contract and the invoice you've already done those things and all of that has been outlined in there but I think this is also just a great place to review what is going to be in the services if it's a one-time project if it's an ongoing thing what is included with their paid invoice so If it's a monthly retainer, here's the services of what you're going to get every month. If it's a one-time project, you're going to be detailing out those things. And this is a reason why you can have this. I love having this in the welcome packet because this can help to hopefully avoid some of that scope creep of them coming back to you and saying, well, hey, can you do this? And then that way you can say, well, as outlined in our welcome packet, these are the things that are included. I would be happy to add that on for you if you want to do that was going to cost x y and z so having just an overview again of one place this is going to be a great hub for you and your client to refer back to when different situations come up so a great place that to have the overview of services in case scope creep comes up and your client is wanting to maybe ask something more that goes outside that initial services of what they paid for sometimes clients aren't doing that to be to see what they can get away with. Sometimes they really just don't always understand how the services are going to go. And I like having this welcome packet because it's a great way to say, this was detailed out in our welcome packet. And sometimes clients will be like, oh my gosh, I didn't even think of that. Of course, invoice me for whatever it's going to cost. So having your overview of your services, just detailing again what's going to be included, the specifics of that, everything that was in your proposal and your contract and your invoice. So welcome, personality piece first, your overview of your services, and then the third piece is your communication guidelines. This is super important, and this is something that I would spend a lot of time thinking about how you want your communication to go and making sure that it's a big chunk of your welcome packet because this is where I see a lot of service providers and freelancers struggling is because they're feeling like they have to constantly be on for their clients. And when I ask them, okay, well, what were the guidelines? What did you set out? What were the expectations? How does your client know how to contact you? Because sometimes they're sending them a message on Facebook and then a DM on Instagram and then they're texting them. When you have this welcome packet and you lay out clearly what your communication guidelines are, that helps those lines not to be blurred. So my way that I like to communicate with my clients is email, it's the most professional way. And I've talked about this in episodes in the past about how usually when you sit down to type an email out, it's thoughtful, it's not reaction-based. And for the most part, I found that a lot of emails I don't have as much problem with emails as I do with text. I think texts are quick and people can spout something off really quick as a text, and that can get taken in a lot of different ways. So for that reason, I like to use email. Some clients, if it's a little bit more of an in-depth project that I'm working on and I want to be able to have a little bit more back and forth communication quickly, we will use Voxer, and that's just a walkie-talkie App. it's free and I do like using that because again it can kind of sidestep that did you mean that message that way are you coming at me passive-aggressively um, so sometimes just being able to shoot out a quick voice message helps that I don't use that with all my clients again that's like on a project-to-project basis but I set out in the communication guidelines I set out how we're going to communicate how often I will be checking in with them, giving them a status update, how long after they send an email they should expect to hear from me, and then what are my office hours. I will tell my clients that I respond within 24 hours. I do not respond on the weekends. I have set that boundary for myself most recently, specifically, because with it being summer and being nice weather, I really wanted to free up my weekends so that I could focus on my family and I didn't have a mental to-do list running down of all these things that I have to do over the weekend. I really wanted weekend time to be family time. So I lay that out for my clients and I let them know if you email me, on a Friday afternoon after I'm out of the office, you will not hear from me until Monday at this time when I'm back in the office. So, setting those guidelines up to begin with, it lets your client know what to expect from you. And then, when an email goes unanswered, they're not sitting there thinking, you know, what's going on when they know that she's not going to respond to me right away she has up to 24 hours and that also gives me that breathing room too to know that i don't have to be constantly on that i gave myself that 24-hour window so that if i get an email and i'm you know in the thick of work or it's outside of office hours i know that i have 24 hours to respond and i can feel like i can kind of turn off and i don't have to be tied to my email i don't have to be tied to that another little quick tip if you really struggle with cutting that boundary and setting that boundary is not to have your work email on your phone. And I know this is really hard for a lot of people, but set time in your calendar when you're going to check your email and when you're going to respond, and then let that be the time that you do that. I truly, truly believe that no email is so urgent that it needs to be viewed in real-time. If you are in the office at 8 and you're getting ready to clock out at 12 and before you clock out, you check your email and someone sent you an email at 8, it's okay that you didn't see it or check it until four hours later. So just a little, little quick tip. All right, let's get back on track here. Um, the fourth thing that your welcome packet should have is a project timeline. So. This is going to look a little bit differently um, depending on what kind of service you're offering if it's a one-time project like a website design or a facebook ad campaign you're going to want to detail out what the project timeline is going to be what it's going to look like you know the first week these are the things that i'm going to be doing the second week here's what's next Um, just to kind of give your client an update If it's a monthly retainer, you can kind of just detail out what you will be doing if you like to batch out things a couple weeks in advance. Say you're doing social media scheduling, you can detail that out to clients just so they can have a heads up. And I found that this helps or curbs clients need to feel like they have to micromanage. Now, granted, they should be kept up to date, but if they can see... Just an overview, a project timeline of what you're going to be working on and when, then they won't have to feel like, hey, you know, like, where are you with this? Because you can always refer back to that project timeline and say, this is what I'm working on this week, they can refer back to it. Um, And so that's a great way, great piece to have in there as far as what's going to be worked on when, when they should expect certain deliverables from you if you are having something that you're turning over to them just to kind of keep that all in one place. It doesn't need to be super specific. You can make it super specific, but just so they can see, all right, this is when I should be expecting certain things to be completed by. So that was the fourth thing. The fifth thing that I would like you to include, or I think that you should include in your welcome packet, is just some need to know tools. So if you do use Voxer and your clients never heard of Voxer, you know, explaining that, that this is a tool that you use, that you can use to communicate and maybe how to download that, just some quick things. Uh, another thing that I like to use is Loom. So that is just a video sharing thing so just to let them know about that if you have a crm if you use asana or monday or trello And I just like to put these things in there because I never want to assume that my client knows how to use these resources. Just because they're in an online business, there are tons of new tools popping up all over the place and I never want to assume that they have used them before or know how to use them. So I like to include a little tutorial or just a little explanation or where they can find certain things within there. Again, it keeps it all in one place. And this is one of those things that I don't need to tweak from client to client. The tools that I use are what I'm going to be using for the most part for each client, and I can keep that in there. So if I front load this and do this welcome packet up front, then I'm able to have this handy and I don't need to do much tweaking to it. A lot of the things that I'm tweaking are the overview of services and the project timeline. And then the last piece of the welcome packet is just those next steps. So what does the client need to do after looking through this welcome packet? Do they need to book a call with you, a kickoff call with you? So linking to your scheduler so that they can do that. Do they need to go ahead and get set up in your CRM? Do they need to upload certain files to the Google Drive shared folder so that you can get going on the next piece? So that's like a little thing that you might need to tweak for client to client, but Those are the six things that I think your welcome packet needs to have. I'll go through them again. The first piece was your welcome personality piece, the overview of services, communication guideline, project timeline, any tools that they need to learn about, and then the next steps for this project to move forward. So... I hope that that's helpful for you. One thing I do want to make sure that I talk about is that this document, I did say that there are three main things that I change from client to client and most everything stays the same. The welcome piece stays the same, the communication guidelines stay the same, the need to know tools, resources, those things stay the same. But as you work with clients, if you notice that maybe a communication guideline of yours really wasn't super clear and you found that Maybe the last couple clients were really crossing that boundary or not respecting that. Maybe you need to tweak it or make it clear. Or if you're someone like me, I used to respond on the weekends and I found that I felt like I was constantly on. I felt like I always had to respond and so that was a new thing that I could add to my welcome packet to let clients know I don't respond on the weekends. That's family time. I'm available Monday through Friday from this time to this time. So tweak it as you need to as you see that things come up that you're not liking or that maybe clients aren't understanding and again like i said in the beginning if a client brings something up or if a client they don't respect the boundary that you set you can always refer back to this welcome packet and say you know as detailed out in our welcome packet i have up to 24 hours to respond and i don't respond after this time on friday Um, if you send me an email after this time i will respond monday morning when i get back in the office so just being able to have that to refer back to I feel like helps navigate those tricky situations because you've already set the expectation up front and it's easy to want to, not give in, I don't mean give in like you're weak, but it's easy to want to please people. I know that that's something that I really struggle with. I am a people pleaser. I don't like people to be mad at me. I don't like to upset people. And if a client asks me something that really was against one of my boundaries or really was against an expectation that we set, it was hard for me at first to say no. And I always wanted to say yes, but what I found was I said yes to that one person and I was like, oh, you know, I'll just do it this one time. But then the next time another client asked me, I was very much willing to do it again, no hesitation. So having this welcome packet really helps to set that expectation with your clients from the beginning, what to expect, what to know, different things like that. And it's really helpful and again, if you take the time to set this welcome packet up, it really will cut down on a lot of time because there's not a lot of things that you have to keep re-explaining to clients. It's right there in that document. And then you only have to tweak certain things that are specific to a client or to a project. So I appreciate you listening all the way to the end because I told you that there would be a freebie for you if you listen to the end and that is I want to share a template for a welcome packet for you that has all these pieces so that you don't have to recreate the wheel, you don't have to reinvent the wheel, you don't have to spend time trying to put this together. I know a lot of people get hung up on design and how it should look and what should I have and what should it say, so I wanted to take all that guesswork out for you so that you could have something that you can start implementing with your next client and really help starting to get that client relationship off on the right foot and save you that time that you might spend responding about all these things, responding about what's going to be included and responding about what the timeline is. So if you set that your business up for success in the beginning, if you front load your business for success, then you will save time in the long run. So the link to grab this welcome packet template for you total freebie I want to give this to you is just going to be at aubreymalek.com slash welcome. I will link it for you in the show notes so that you can grab that and click on it, download it, and it's yours to take and tweak. Obviously, you need to personalize it to who you are and your business and what your guidelines are, what your boundaries you have set and different things like that and what tools you use. But I wanted to give you that outline for you so that you don't have to worry about like the design piece and all those things and putting it together, what should be included. You can have that ready to go for you and your business. So grab that at aubreymilk.com welcome and it will be linked up for you in the show notes. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope this was really helpful for you so that you can save time answering all those client questions that might come through about the timeline and all those things, and you can really focus on what matters most in your business. And I will catch you in the very next episode. Happy Wednesday.